0: Thank you for joining us today. Welcome on this beautiful September Friday and we are doing our third broadcast of Everyone Needs a Spotter, brought to you by RMS Fitness Equipment Services. You have yours truly Emily Vinos accompanied with Robert Decker.
1: Good afternoon.
0: And Steve Heitzer.
2: What's up?
0: So we have a lot to discuss today. We're very excited about our agenda of what we will be talking about, our topics. First up is our fitness trend. So we are looking into the fitness mirror. Robert, what did you find about that?
1: Well, there is a product out there called the fitness mirror. And if you're not aware of it, it is a trend in the fitness industry so we have done a few segments in reference to the fitness trend item in the world but uh, like everything in our industry we neither endorse nor do we condemn these products during these segments but what we'd like to do is just share with the audience what exactly is going on in the fitness world so i had this article that uh, I share with both of you in reference to this fitness mirror. Um, I'll start off by saying I enjoyed the article. Um, The person that put this together did a very nice job. She was very to the point. She provided some very good details, some of which uh, we're going to discuss. Now, it is obvious to anyone who's done research on this product that it is a little pricey. In fact, you might recall it is $1,495 for the fitness mirror. Now, granted, it is modern, sleek in design. Uh, however, it is uh, a mirror and an LCD combination. So there's some electronics in there. So there is good reason for the expense. Also, keep in mind that if you do purchase this item, you will be uh, also Spending $39 per month for a membership. Now, what's the benefit of the fitness mirror? I'll start with Steve. What did you find to be a benefit for this particular product?
2: Yeah, so kind of the obvious thing for me when I was looking at it was that it does let you stay home, which right now is something that a lot of people are still facing. They're still stuck with the the idea of being stuck, so to speak. So uh, your gym might not be open. If it is open, I know we've talked about it. We're not going to keep beating that horse till it's thoroughly dead, but you know, you might not have been able to get back to your normal routine yet. So what I did like about it was that it does allow you to work out within your home. Uh, aesthetically pleasing, as mm-hmm. Robert said, it's yep. uh, got a nice sleek and modern look to it. Um, now, depending on who you are and kind of what you're hoping to do, that may not appeal to you, but if you're somebody who is designing a modern kind of cutting edge or you know more of a sleek look in your home, this is a nice piece that you could put in the middle of your living room and it would basically give the appearance of just having a floor mirror or a full body length mirror in the uh, in the living room there. So you, you wouldn't necessarily be advertising that you're in a gym. Sure. But if you needed to get your workout in, you could turn it in. So I did think that that was pretty, uh, pretty nice. But because of the fact that, and I think you're going to get into a little bit more in the article, um, in order to fully benefit from the programs, <clears throat> excuse me, or the product, you do need to invest in some additional things. Not to enjoy it altogether, but if you want to get the full benefit, there is some additional investments that you gotta make on your part to be able to tap into that. So I think it kind of puts this product in maybe a luxury product category mm-hmm. where, you know, if it's the right fit for you, I can see where it would be a good fit, but maybe not for everybody. I did like one feature on there though, if you are at home and you're like me and you have school-age kids, Robert has young kids as well. You have the opportunity to engage in a family fun section on there, which is a way to kind of plug your kids into some physical activity, which they are most likely not getting a whole lot of right now, because as we said, everybody's stuck at home. So those are a few of my like initial kind of observations, things I liked about it, but I definitely would like to hear what you guys think too.
1: So from a technical standpoint, before I turn over to Emily to get her thoughts on this, uh, I didn't mention the $250 installation fee. That's the delivery and install. Um, I'm sure there's some internet connections that have to take place. There is a one year warranty. The package includes a cleaning kit, resistance bands, and Bluetooth heart rate monitor, which is actually a very good item. I agree. So, um, with that said, it is obviously ready to be installed. Now, The pictures in the article show a, a small apartment, very little space. Maybe you're in that particular predicament where you might live in a smaller residence and you are normally going to a gym. Now you need to bring that workspace home, workout space home. And so how do you do it with a small space? Well, that's really the niche of this particular product is to give you that availability. The classes there's there's you know thousands of trainers online. Uh, it even mentioned something in the article regarding strength training, um, you know full body workouts. But uh, one thing that I did want to get into was it makes the point that it doubles. Excuse me, that it is a replacement for bulky exercise equipment. Now, not that I want to argue that point. But there is something to be said. If you enjoy resistance bands, body weight exercises than or small dumbbells, then this obviously is in your wheelhouse. If it is if you're looking for more of a workout, this is not gonna replace some of your traditional equipment. Um, but if you like the trainer, there were some good points about the trainer. Um, about being able to use the the monitor, the heart rate monitor. That is, by using that heart rate monitor, it gives you the ability to to lock in with a coach. Do you remember the experience the writer had with the coach? Anybody? Yeah, I've actually been
0: waiting for my that, turn. That segue,
1: please. <laughs> All
0: right, Emily, <laughs> cut him off. Go ahead, let's go. I thought was enjoyable, <laughs> but I'll just comment on that right now. Um, sure since you're specifically asking about that. But that was one of the features I like. that if you are um, doing a live workout, then your instructor is in tune with your heart rate monitor. Um, And then they are able to see your beats per minute and then give you a push if necessary. So this writer who um, is writing about her experience, she did say that at one point she was getting a little tired and she had slowed up a bit, But because she was on one of those live workouts, the instructor could see that and was encouraging her to uh, get back on track. And so that was pretty cool because, you know, again, we're not going to the gyms, we're not doing classes. And if you are a person who likes doing classes, then you miss an instructor kind of zoning in on you and um, giving you that extra push. So this is is a replacement to
2: that. Accountability can kind of, you know, push you a little bit further if you're kind of on the edge of giving up, so... I thought that was pretty cool. I actually, I read a few reviews for this product. Haven't had the chance to use it yet, full disclosure. But pretty much every review that I read about this product, speaking about the trainers, said that that was an absolute strength of this product. That sure. Their trainers were very good, um, funny, you know, interjected just enough humor into the workouts to maybe get a chuckle out of you, You know, break the monotony of the workout, those types of things, but not over the top. And I thought that that was pretty, pretty nice. If you're going to be paying a monthly subscription, at least you know. You're getting a quality, you know, coaching out of you know what you're paying for there.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree with that for sure. Again, some things that um, might appeal to you is that it does have uh, the ability when it's once it's turned off, you don't sense that there's an actual monitor in the mirror, which I thought was good. So it definitely doubles as a mirror. So it kind of disappears off into the rest of the decorum in the room. Uh, The sound apparently is good. To Steve's point, I personally have not tried the product, but uh, just to take a moment to understand this segment. This segment is because people ask us questions about these products, so we try to learn about them. So whether we're called to repair such item or maybe someone asks for a recommendation, as a team we try to become educated about what's up and down in the the fitness industry. Um, Now... You had a point, Emily.
0: You well, raising yeah. your
1: hand. This is a podcast. I am raising okay, my hand Go ahead.
0: just because I want to just bring out some things that people may not automatically realize. But what's sure. cool about this? Not only is I, I don't know if you're like me, I get laughed at, but I always like to work out in front of a mirror. So that's this. This is a great um, product for people who really do like to watch their form. Another thing is, I'm not a very high tech person. I don't, you lose me at anything high tech, but this seems to be very easy to use. It's controlled by using your phone, you just have to download the app. Um, And if you have an Apple Watch, then you can use it from your Apple Watch and things like that, you can control it. Also, all the workouts that it shows that it has, and then you can also filter those workouts based on your preference of the genre, the instructor, difficulty level duration and equipment you want to use. So I think that that's pretty that's something I thought was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. The simplicity of it definitely is something that is a strength, uh, not to steal Steve's words there, but it is a strength for uh, this product. Uh, mentioning the the trainers. Of course if you you know if you look at some of the pictures in the article, you probably saw that some of those uh, trainers, have a certain skill set and then within that skill set, you might come across one of your favorite and then you can save those and come back to those. Um, Speaking of the checking the reflection, remember the person's not gonna tell you to check your form, you personally will have to check your form. So for those who do need that uh, for reasons, maybe you're not very comfortable with a certain type of exercise, seeing it in the mirror Seeing it demonstrated by the trainer, well, that's going to definitely benefit you in the long run. The last thing I thought was interesting, and I guess I would have thought based on seeing it in a media format, meaning on a commercial or on the internet, that it was a touchscreen, but it's not a touchscreen. To Emily's point, it is operated by a phone. So I enjoy reading the article. I like to keep up with things like this. But again, I, I wouldn't go as far as replacing equipment. I couldn't follow that reasoning. It doesn't replace equipment. I feel like if you don't have room for the equipment, this is definitely a great niche for your home. Any other thoughts?
2: Yeah, um, I kind of felt similarly to you. Uh, And that's why if you were to ask me, and I think what you were getting at before was that we do get a lot of calls from people who see these types of products out there. Sometimes we get calls asking if we sell these products um and what we try to do is again kind of to robert's point we don't want to like poo-poo on any products or or make you know any kind of negative you know commentary but what we do help people to understand is that you can spend a lot of money on something like this and then if you are not very sure that it's going to be enough to keep you going you're down fifteen hundred dollars plus whatever your investment into shipping and installation is so that's why when people come with these questions we try to find out like well what are you looking to do what are your Mm -hmm. goals how you know Are you a very self-motivated person? Because if you're not, maybe having a a live coach is something that's good for you. If you're somebody who wants to lift weights, maybe this isn't the fit for you because you're going to have to buy weights. My wife and I have done uh, two or three different um, runs of some different Beachbody programs. And while Beachbody doesn't send you a mirror and a screen, essentially it kind of offers you the same support. You get the coach, you get the instructor on there telling you what to do. But at the end of the day, yeah, there's some cardio ones you can do and some, you know, plyometrics and jumping exercises and things like that. But many of their programs still require you to have, you know, pull-up bars in your doorways of your bedroom or whatever it might be for you to fully benefit from those uh, offerings. So that is why I kind of put it in the luxury item category. Like if you really can benefit from it, maybe you already have the accessories you have the extra money, maybe your tax refund came along and you're looking to do something this winter. Maybe that's a a good way to spend the money. But that was my thoughts is that it's not a bad product. It's a very nice product. It's got a very good aesthetic to it, nice and sleek looking. It'll fit well in any type of modern home setting, um, but it just has to be right for you. And Agreed. I encourage you to ask us and we'll help you figure out if it is. Agreed. All
0: right. Well, I think that covers that segment of what is trending. Um, so we'll take a quick break and then we will be back to talk about something even more exciting. Stay tuned.
2: All right. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to move on to our next segment for this week's episode. Emily is going to blow us all away right now with, uh, something that we all want to hear about. Emily's going to tell us about the fitness trend of drinking celery juice. Emily, take it away.
0: (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much, Steve. That was a great intro. For this fascinating topic of that trend of celery ju- juice and drinking it on a consistent basis. Um, like anything, you know, trending, it comes and it goes in waves of being really, really popular. And what I liked about this one blog that I read about somebody that tried this was she gave the pros and she gave the cons of of drinking the celery juice and what i found interesting was i did do this last spring was drink celery juice for a month straight every morning on an empty stomach now did i experience anything amazing probably not i think it was all mental I did like how refreshing it was. It felt like I was doing something clean, putting something clean in my body. So I felt good about it, (laughs) but not necessarily anything as as far as a transformation of my body of any any means. Um, So here's the thing that I really wanted to stress was, have you guys even tasted celery juice before? Just asking. Uh,
2: I have not, and I will. After having uh, prepared for this part and hearing you talk about it, I'm, I'm compelled to give it a try, but I definitely want you to tell me what you think it tastes like.
0: Okay. I think it tastes really good. I think it's very refreshing, especially if you do it with some cold water and all that fresh celery. Um, I do think it tastes great, and it's, it is a great way to add extra electrolytes um, and to get that extra hydration, which I'm all about this month. Well, hold
2: on, though. If you use hot water... Does it become celery soup?
0: Yes. <laughs> a celery broth, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it is good to do something healthy like that. I mean, you know what you're getting out of it. You're making it. It's one ingredient. And so you know you can feel good about it. How, and, and a lot of people have reported that after drinking it on a regular basis that they do feel less bloated, They do feel it's helped their digestion um, and that they feel like their skin cleared up. And that was part of the reason why I did it was try to clear up my skin. So that being said, let's get realistic, just like we talked about with the um, fitness mirror, that there's always, you know, truths to trends, okay? Mm -hmm. So, um, man, I feel like I need a fun fact, though, about celery.
2: Well, you are... (laughs) uh coming to the right place, because I came with a few. Now, there were not nearly as many fun facts about celery, probably because it's celery, as there were about beans. Not that beans are all that interesting either. But, uh, fun fact, there was a town in the 19th century that was founded by a group of celery farmers. Now, Robert, take a swing at what you think that town may have been called. A town? It was a town, it was founded by celery farmers in the 19th century.
1: I have no idea, Stalk
2: Village. Celeryville, Ohio. The most original people on the planet apparently live in Celeryville, Ohio. So I thought that was pretty interesting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, that's funny. Um, Okay, so here's the thing. And this is what I I found to be absolutely true when I was on this mission of doing this last, last spring was I did feel like it got expensive because you have to use so much celery to make the juice and to do it every day. And for me, I was doing it for a month straight. It So it, this says um, it can be around $3 for six ounces of juice. That's Ooh. a lot of money. It's well, Do you also- know why?
2: Do you know why that is? why celery is so hard to turn into juice. If you do know, I don't want to steal your- No, please. So fun fact number two, (laughs) the reason why celery is so hard to turn into juice is because it's 95% water. (laughs) It's not even juice. It's just water.
0: There you go. So
2: that explains why you have to put so much uh, into your little food processor or your juicer.
0: And all of it, all of the part of the celery is good for you, even the leaves. But a lot of people cut that off and discard of it, but that's actually very good for you too. Um, another thing is people who do drink celery juice, they're not replacing, like it's not in replacement of their morning routine. So you're actually adding to your morning routine. You're still having your coffee after the fact, and but now you have all this cleaning up to do and added money. Um, Another thing is this article talks about how it's got six grams of sugar in every eight ounces of fresh celery juice. That is crazy. I really didn't know that.
2: Say that again one more time. Six
0: grams of sugar in every eight ounces of fresh celery juice. Wow. So you can do kind of get the same health benefits for a lot cheaper By, here's the alternative, a large glass of water with lemon and Himalayan pink salt. It's nutritionally equivalent, but without the sugar. So that's something I think I'm going to try, but we'll talk about that another podcast. Did did, did
2: any of the the research you did say say anything about, and it's okay if it Mm -hmm. didn't, uh, if it said anything about like maybe the primary reason you would drink celery juice that a lot
0: of people just really say it helps clear up their skin and the bloating thing now for me oh really for me at the time was i was dealing with a lot of the acid reflux issues and i heard that that was very helpful towards that so that's why i started every morning and i felt like it was good but it does get old buying the celery cleaning up your juicer and everything. Um, another thing is if you're not buying organically, which is obviously mm. a more expensive alternative, then you're juicing pesticides into your juice. So this blog kind of made me feel like, although I thought about trying out the celery juice thing again, that I probably will just pass and 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 do the the suggestion of the lemon and Himalayan pink salt as a alternative. So I did want Sounds wanna, like it might taste better. I think so too. And yeah. I did want to <laughs> make you guys some celery juice and make you taste it today <laughs> while we were on live, but I spared Robert of that.
2: All right, well, I'm gonna go ahead and say, we should definitely do that one of these times I'm coming <laughs> here. I think an audio uh, taste test would be great.
0: Yeah, I think so <clears> too. <throat> so that's really all I have. As well, Emily,
2: you know what? If you're gonna uh, start drinking the the salt and the lemon, yeah. Then you can save your salary, and then what you can do is when we do. Our next uh, company, we usually do a couple, you know, five Ks or ten Ks yeah. during the year. Once you know COVID gets out of here, we'll get back to doing a little race, and whoever wins, who's we, you can do uh, the I'm same sorry, thing who, that who, the ancient... excuse me. I'm gonna keep talking. Who is we? Uh, okay, guys. So for those that you that don't know me, I'm new to the company. I signed up <laughs> okay. for the first ten K. That and was COVID after, I sound and, uh, after I came on and uh, I made a deal with COVID to get me out of it. No, <laughs> no but Emily, so since uh, you're going to save your celery, what we can do is when I win the 10K next year when okay. we all do it together, you can give me a bouquet of celery as though I was competing in the ancient Greek yes. athletic games because in the past they would give a bouquet of celery. In ancient Greece of the person who won those games. So, uh, so
0: so don't even buy flowers anymore for your loved ones. Yeah. Why, just, why would you do that? Just give them a bouquet of celery stalks.
2: And then you could eat them.
0: And there, and there you go. And then you get fiber and hydration from it. And this month is all about hydration. So hang on. There's your plug.
1: Okay. So I've heard these two talk for the last, I don't know, seven to nine minutes.
0: <laughs> and
1: uh, the article that I read... Um, from my perspective is, and I walked away from it because I watched uh, Emily perform this task on a daily basis last year. And I said it was a waste of time from day one. <laughs> you did. I did say that. we always of, super optimistic. So, and supportive. <laughs> I like to look at uh, the amount of work and the amount of benefit. And she went way beyond probably what this person did to arrive at the conclusion. So I do give Emily credit that she will just put her nose down and just plow through. But um, there was a statement made in here, and I think this goes for any workout. And um, we'll probably post this blog somewhere, Emily, and give this young lady the due credit.
2: Yeah, check the social media accounts after the podcast airs. We'll be posting whatever articles we reference.
1: It said, ultimately, all that matters... With any new habit you adopt, pay attention to how it makes, or how it's making you feel. That goes for running, cycling, even working out in general. How do you feel after you're done? Because so many go for results, and I don't blame you. You're looking for the goal, maybe some weight loss, muscle tone, whatever that may be. But inside, how do you feel? Uh, Recently, uh, just cutting out a few things can sometimes um, really change about how a person feels inside whether it's something you drink too much of like coffee from from me or you know I love red meat. So these things had to be shaved back in order for me to personally feel better. But Steve might feel that you know he could just eat a steak every day and it not bother him. But when it comes to these these fads and routines, nothing wants to try in them right. But uh, make sure it makes you feel good. Don't simply just do it because someone else told you to do it. It should be unique to you personally. So that's what I wanted to add as these guys went through all the facts it's and fun critical. facts about Very
2: critical. It. You know what I'm saying? Well, so
0: I appreciate all those points, Robert. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah,
2: file that away for later because it's going to come up again in a later subject that we're going to discuss too. You know, Pay attention to how stuff makes you feel. Yeah. Right.
0: Um, and that being said, one one point that I overlooked, but I thought was very necessary, is as even though we're saying you know try this on your own, see if it works for you or not. This article does talk about that um, celery juice, just like grapefruit juice, contains these natural chemicals that can interact with your um, medication, certain medications, and it can have an effect on your body. So if you are on medications, you might want to make sure you consult because we are not fitness specialists. We're not doctors here. We just talk about things that are trending and have a conversation. So if you are on medications and you want to try this, please consult with your doctor first to get the clear and the go ahead. And that's all I had to say.
2: That's a good general disclaimer for any (laughs) food, any dietary recommendations, any exercise. In fact, if you tune in, just ask your doctor if you should listen to our (laughs) podcast before you... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, though, that's, a, that's an important reminder, you know, if you, especially if you're on medications of any sort. We yeah. uh, didn't come up in our conversation, but uh, celery, to some people, is a highly allergic um, plant as well. It's very much more common in parts of Europe than it is here. They said, like, it's kind of similar to a peanut allergy here, how it's very common. They said in Europe, celery allergies are much more common. So, so crazy. Our overseas listeners... Proceed with caution. (laughs) Right.
0: All right. Well, that's all I had.
2: Wow. That's awesome. Okay. Well, not that you're done, (laughs) but that we talked about celery juice
0: for that long. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's a wrap. We'll take a quick break from uh, this segment, and then we're going to come back in a few with, I think we're going to talk about a product coming up here soon.
1: All right, folks, we're back, and we're back to talk more about. Everyone needing a spotter. And this portion is in reference to our products. And who better to speak on the matter of products here at RMS Fitness
2: than yours truly, Steve Heitzer.
0: Go, Steve. Go
2: Steve. Thanks guys. No, so, uh, you know, we're going to do this, you know, week to week. We're going to try to talk real briefly about a product that we sell here in our showroom. Um, To this week, we're going to talk a little bit more about a treadmill. Now, we talked about a treadmill on last week's episode. We're kind of going to make our way through different types of products here. Uh, So today, uh, if you're looking at the video of the podcast, you can actually see to my right, and I'm vaguely pointing in the right direction here, uh, we have a true Z5.4 residential treadmill Now we have this here in our showroom it stands ah. out a little bit from <sighs> that's the crowd cheering wow. so it stands out a little bit from some of the other machines that we have here in our showroom um, maybe at a glance visually Robert or Emily you guys can point out what the at-a-glance difference you're gonna see between this treadmill and the others here in our facility
0: may I please go first uh, Emily All oh. because I'll be so brief yes It's got a a small footprint, but it looks solid. And there you you.
2: go. (laughs) Boom, Emily hit it right on the head. So it's the smallest footprint uh, treadmill that we have here in our showroom right now. Uh, Small in size, but not in personality. It's got a lot of unique little bells and whistles to it. So without a whole lot more ado, Uh, First, what you're going to see on this treadmill, it's got a little bit of a different look. It doesn't have as long of the normal arms as um, maybe what you might see in a commercial treadmill. A lot of times you see those longer arms for people in case they got to grab on there and hop off. This treadmill, in my opinion, is really designed for someone who is uh, maybe an experienced runner, someone who is looking to get a quality machine to support... A, uh, a workout program that they're taking very seriously so a couple components of this that really make it nice it does have a discrete small touch screen so whereas the t800 that we had last week that we talked about had the large touch screen mm-hmm. uh, this has a much smaller much more uh, discrete touch screen it doesn't going to come with all the uh you know media options and things but it's going to give you a little bit of technology a little bit of yes. eye candy with the the touch screen it's bright it's clean um, there's only a few things you can really do right from the main screen. You have a big, prominent, quick start button. You have the ability to, to view your last 10 workouts, so you can kind of see what you did, when you did it, and kind of compare your activity against that. I thought that was pretty cool. You can uh, create a new profile, so if you have this in your home and there's three or four people using it, you can each have a unique profile on the machine, which will allow you to be able to track your own individual workouts versus me trying to compete with Emily, who I cannot keep up with when it comes to running anyway, so I would never try. It's been
0: a while, Steve. I'm sure, I'm sure. (laughs)
2: It's been a while for all of us though, so you're still starting from a better point. (laughs) But um, no, yeah, so at a glance, like I said, you got a pretty simple, intuitive uh, touch screen. Press the button there. You're gonna be able to uh, see Workout Finder. You're gonna push that, and it's gonna give you a list of pre-programmed workouts. And it's pretty straightforward. But I wanted to invite Robert, who can tell you a little bit maybe about the uh, soft system on this treadmill and kind of what that's going to offer you and why it's pretty cool if you might be maybe somebody who has a big person in your house, a small person in your house, people in the middle.
1: Yeah, I mean, what uh, you're going to enjoy about this particular product, and maybe you've owned a true fitness treadmill in the past, uh, there are other products out there that have something, but they call it their soft system deck. Now, what that means is that if you like a little more bounce in your run uh, when it comes to the surface contact versus something firm, it gives you the option to increase or decrease that firmness in the deck. There's also an orthopedic belt on that, which means even further comfort. So all in all, it is um, something you're going to find to where you can get your real comfort out of your run or walk for that matter. Um, and as mentioned, it has a smaller footprint, so you're running in the, basically the same area. So because of that, you probably are going to be able to take more advantage of the saw system because it's right there at that running surface. So you won't uh, necessarily be running too close to the back. You will always be in that sweet spot of the treadmill. One other, um, I guess technical feature is the heart rate monitor. I do appreciate that True sends out heart rate monitors for you to put on so that you can enjoy those uh, workouts as well. So again, those are some things that can work to your favor because when you wear the heart rate strap, you can um, put in a program and then that program will adjust the incline or speed depending on what you're trying to get out of your workout. So those two areas stand out the most for me, the soft system and the heart rate control monitor. So uh, again, a good product all around, as Steve mentioned. So I'll turn it back to Steve.
2: If you haven't maybe used a true treadmill in the past or the soft system, uh, what you're gonna see on the right-hand side of this machine is an opportunity. It's a slide. Uh, It goes all the way to the front of the machine. And can be pulled all the way to the rear of the machine you have options of 1 through 12 to be Mm -hmm. able to set your uh, perfect firmness or softness and you can kind of play with the the slide feature there and see where you get that perfect combination between the belt and the resistance for you i'm going to keep talking about them until i don't have a reason to but again (laughs) our uh, professional athlete who did buy the t800 from us he tried this treadmill, and even though he was a larger guy, he said if he was the only one in his house using it, he would have bought the True because he actually liked it. and He liked the feel. He liked being able to program that that uh, firmness for him. He went with the 800 because of some of the media options we talked about. But uh, when it comes to a strictly running machine, if you're looking to put it in your home, uh, this thing has probably, at a glance, right next to the 800 is probably 8 to 10 inches, I would think, shorter. for Um, sure. So you're gonna save some room that way. It's narrower. It's definitely just got a less visually intrusive look to it. So definitely encourage everybody, if you are a runner and you live here in our area, to come and check it out and see if maybe going into the winter months, if it's gonna be a good replacement to you being able to get outside and go running, Emily's got some things I know she wanted to mention, I think. No,
0: just really brief oh. that I can attest that even one of our coworkers here truly loves running on that treadmill. I mean, I I haven't seen her run on any others, and there's four here, and that's the one that she chooses, and she really does like the comfort uh, soft system, being able to change the levels of that, um, but she she really likes it a lot, so I always see her on that, so it's got to say something.
2: Beautiful. I agree. Nice low step up too. I was something I wanted to mention earlier. It's not really a cool thing to end on. I kind of wish I had brought it up earlier. But if you are someone, maybe an older person, or Or you have short legs. Or you have a short leg (laughs) or legs and you can't easily get up onto a standard sized elliptical or you just want an easier step up. It looks to be about six inches. I was trying to pull up the exact measurement. I wrote it down, but I can't read my own handwriting, unfortunately. So uh, just be confident that you're looking at a nice low step-up height here for this product. And again, um, definitely come by, make an appointment to stop by our facility here. We got several different models of treadmill for you to try. I'm going to keep emphasizing that we are going into the winter months. I think a lot of people, especially where we are on the East Coast, got saved a little bit during the COVID outbreak and the pandemic outbreak because you could still go outside. But with flu season coming back around, people were talking about possibilities of there being more uh, cases of the coronavirus this year too. Not speculating, just kind of going with what the news is talking about out there in the world. So we just have to be mindful that we may be in bad weather months and really stuck in our house soon. So having a little bit of something to do at home can go a long way.
0: So get your treadmill, your true treadmill, get your fitness mirror, get set. I Is that like what it. we're saying? As, yeah, yeah, get, <laughs> and get
2: your celery. <laughs> yes. And get your celery juice. Yes. 95% water. You might as well just drink water now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> no, but so that's really all we had to say. We don't want to go on too long about the products that we sell here, but we do want to let you guys know a little bit about it every week. And if anything ever tickles your ear, sounds interesting, reach on out. Welcome back.
0: We are going to talk about something so exciting. In fact, one of my favorite types of workouts that there is. I wouldn't say a workout, but a form of exercise, if you will, the push-up. But we're going to let Steve talk about this. He looked up a lot of information, and he is a a push-up enthusiast, if you will. So Steve, take it away.
2: I do like push-ups, Emily. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, No, so as Emily mentioned, I did look up a lot of information about push-ups, but push-ups are kind of near and dear to me because I had a unique uh experience with push-ups recently some good and some bad which i'm gonna get to in a minute here but uh we're gonna keep talking about push-ups only because it is kind of keeping with our early theme of our podcast right now which has been home so you can do push-ups anywhere uh there was a a quote that once uh was given by a a famous athlete who said you can always do a push-up because you always got ground you're always standing on something so he said that you know there's never a scenario where you can't do a push-up so even though it's a very familiar exercise y'all might have heard me say push-up and be like "Mm no I know about push-ups but it's one of the best general conditioning exercises that you could find it uh, really can help you to cover a number of different muscles in fact um, physically a push-up can work your chest shoulders triceps core your glutes your back and your legs, depending on some of the different variations that you may do. Um, Now, I had a chance to find an article that I thought was really interesting about push-ups. We're going to be sharing it for everybody uh, on Monday along with our podcast. You can check it out on our social media, our Facebook, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, if you're not already following, but it was an article shared by OutsideOnline.com, and it was 14 different push-up variations were shared in this article and it considered itself to be the ultimate push-up guide. So it covers all your basic traditional push-ups, right? You guys ever done a push-up, Bob, Emily? A few, there you go.
0: I try not to. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, it was just a kind of a tongue in cheek question, but so it covers all your basic push-ups, your standard, you know, your military push-up. Uh, you are gonna be able to obviously talk about your diamond push-up, things that you may have all seen, um, wide arm push-ups to work your back. But within this article, you're also going to see some pretty uh, unique or exotic type push-ups that you may not have heard before. We got a a cross-body push-up, which if you've never done that before, it's a little bit uh, mechanically difficult, but once you get the motion down, you definitely will get a little bit of extra juice out of that one for sure. Um, You'd have a Spider-Man push-up, so I'm going to tell my kid to try that one. He's a huge Spider-Man fan. And then there's one in there called the Flying Push-up, so I encourage you all to check that one out. I can't do that one. 'Cause I have a back issue and that one particular uh push-up type didn't like me at all. So <laughs> I had to move on from that one. But um, you know, what do you guys like about a push-up? What do you guys find to be nice about it? Turn to the expert. Emily?
0: It definitely is difficult for a reason, um, for me. I know that it's effective. It is honestly my least favorite thing to do. Um and I feel the weakest when it comes to push-ups, but I definitely feel where your core gets fully engaged. Now, I do like planking. So, I mean, push-ups you're definitely engaging your core and you're definitely getting a good chest workout. So, um as much as I don't like it, that's just because I know it's my weakness. I also know that it's that effective.
1: Yeah. Robert, you push-up guy? So, I think when it comes to push ups, if we work them into our workout, they are always going to be beneficial because not only do they work for the strength portion, but they're also pretty good at cardiovascular. So, when I did classes, mm-hmm. they were always incorporated in there. And to Emily's point, you always knew who hated push ups. Um, but me personally, I enjoyed the push up, it was a challenge as I've gotten older. Um one thing that stands out to me is the proper form. I'm sure you'll talk about form uh because it can hurt you. It can hurt you if you don't if you don't know what you're doing. And I also find it that when I see individuals doing push-ups at a rate of one push-up per millisecond, you don't get the same benefits as
2: if you were to do the
1: full um uh, form
2: are and, you talking about me? No. Not at all. <laughs> well, the article actually talks about that. In there, it, it talks about how ten push-ups done with perfect form slowly could be worth more than thirty right. done quickly.
1: Agreed. And that's the thing. And so when you, you know, when you look at all the variations that's in the article, again, the purpose behind them is not necessarily the quantity, but the quality of the push-up, so that the muscle can engage properly and that you don't tear something. When you are, maybe some of these push-ups require you to move, like for simple um, illustration, when you do the the uh, plyo, when you push up, clap, and return, that whole clap thing, if you don't do it right, time it right, you know, you can embarrass yourself, you know, face plant yourself right in the floor, so. Definitely an advanced push-up, for sure. Right, so if you're going to do that, you have to build up to that, so. But, I, again, it is it is something I use every week. In fact, there's probably marketing on some accessories here in the uh, showroom that we have that the employees use for the gym that enables them because some a lot of stress is on your wrist. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure that you know you build them up as well. But uh, I don't want to take all of this from you, Steve. Yeah, there's no. Th- there's variations. <clears throat> I'm always correcting you on form when it comes to a push-up. So. Yeah.
2: I do a lot of push-ups. I shouldn't say a lot of push-ups. I don't want to make it sound like I'm some push-up king or anything like that, but I did go a little crazy for a while. So I want to talk about something. Uh, Back at the beginning of COVID-19 kind of starting, Mm -hmm. um, it became pretty evident at the start of the lockdowns and the quarantines, so to speak, that um, there was going to be a, a correlation between the fact that people weren't out in the world doing their normal things and people's mental health. You know, There was a pretty clear link between how people were... Suffering, And they actually, in some cases, some uh, medical professionals were calling it the crisis within the crisis because, you know, we were all avoiding catching the virus, but some people were really experiencing a lot of new or uh, worsened mental health issues during that time. So there was a social media challenge that was going around during that time. Uh, It was called the 25 for 25 push-ups for mental health. So you were to do 25 push-ups a day for 25 days. And the idea, honestly, was really just to get people... To exercise while being locked in at home. Mm-hmm. And every day you would tag somebody else, and then they would pick up the challenge and they would do it for 25 days starting the next day. So I was tagged by my brother in law. He tagged me in it. He finished his 25 days. I started doing mine. I tagged some people, got going, and I was falling in love with the push-up at during this challenge. 25 push-ups a day began to instantly feel like not enough. They were making me feel so good because I went from not doing a lot of workouts. I was having some uh, pretty serious back problems and issues going into this year. Um, Wasn't exactly sure. You know, I had a little medical procedure done that gave me some relief from that. So this round of push-up challenge was pretty much kind of my first dive back into really getting going again. So I went quickly from doing 25 a day, which is what I was posting on the challenge, to also doing another 75 a day. So I was doing about 100 push-ups a day because it was really helping me to cope with some of the stuff that I was feeling just being inside. Um, I'm going to get real for a minute. I know you two know because I talk about it probably more than I should. But anxiety and depression and mental health are deeply important subjects to me because it's something that I deal with on a daily basis. So when I started doing these push-ups, and I'm going to get into the reasons why, I started feeling really good. So i had an interesting study that was from the Walden University. It was posted on their website, and it talked about the correlation between Um, mental health and exercise in general, not so much specifically push-ups, but um, obviously we all know activity can boost your natural endorphins, your your feel-good, natural feel-good drugs in your body, so to speak. Um, When you get active and you're doing something physical, your body will release those endorphins into your system, which will make you feel great. Some doctors are even so, according to this study, confident in the uh, therapeutic value of workout, that some of them actually recommend beginning a course of exercise before they prescribe you medication. I am not telling anyone not to take any medication. If they are prescribed medication by their doctor or they feel like they might need to be, by all means, go and talk to your doctor and do what you got to do. But just the point here, maybe if you're not dealing with it at a truly clinical level, like I was, maybe just throwing in some routine exercise into your program could help you out a lot.
0: Sure thing. Definitely. Definitely.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It increases your self-esteem. You start to look better. You lose a little fat. You gain a little muscle tone. You know, your posture when you start exercising regularly, especially with push-ups, will start to kind of tighten up. Your shoulders will pull back a little naturally. You might walk a little taller, which if you're short like me is awesome. (laughs) So um, you see some benefits there. You sleep better when you exercise more. It'll raise your body temperature, has a calming effect on your body. Um, It improves your circadian rhythms, helps to control sort of like your body's alarm clock. It lets you know when you're tired and when you're awake, it kind of brings balance to that for you. It's interesting though, they tell you not to do too many push-ups too close to bed because obviously you get all those endorphins and uh, different things pumping through your body. You may find it a little difficult to fall asleep. So during this, go ahead, Robert, you think got a question? I was
1: just going to add to the fact that when I get tired, even here at the office, I'll put out the challenge to people. Let's let's do twenty-five.
0: Drop down. Yeah, which is
1: usually 20. and Deidre will push off like fifty in no time at all. She, she is, is amazing. <laughs> she is well. Right, right around when
2: Bob lays that challenge down is usually fifteen seconds before he corrects me on my push-up form. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually I was going to defer to you on that, um, Robert, if if you were cool talking about it. Which I'll get kind of get back to the form and the safety recommendations with the push-up soon but i just wanted to kind of talk about the downside of what happened and how you have to pay attention as you mentioned earlier to how something will make you feel not just when you're doing it but sometimes when you're done because i was so chasing after the feel good of the workout that i wasn't necessarily worried about if i was overtraining. Um, I have a herniated L5S1 uh, disc in my back. And sometime around day 21 of my 25 days of push ups, my body just said, no mas, no more. And, and my back went from about zero to a million. And I was pretty much the only thing I was doing was these push ups. So it became clear to me that maybe I was overdoing it. I wasn't training other muscles mm-hmm. around my body yeah. the same way I was training my back. So, um, you know. This is kind of what we talk to everybody about when they come in here. You know, you don't just want to do one thing all the time. You need a little variety. You need some versatility. So I definitely, I am an absolute rock solid believer in the push up in terms of its physical benefits. This article is going to show you guys a bunch of different ways you can do them. There were some pretty cool ones. You had like a uh, a staggered arm push up on there where you had one arm that was about one foot further forward, mm-hmm. which made you engage a whole bunch of different core muscles. I tried that one. To be able to keep your balance throughout the workout, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so, you definitely can spice up your workout by changing up the types of push ups that you're gonna do. You absolutely, I will recommend anybody do 25 push ups a day if you are dealing with any type of mental health problems, anxiety, depression, sleep issues, hunger issues as it relates to mental health. All of that can be, at least in some way, um, Helpful you know, in, in terms of those things, so I think that that 's really important for me to emphasize just because it 's been something that was important to me, Robert. I know you uh, have mentioned how you know stress and pressure and things when you work out are it's part of why you work out. it helps you mm-hmm. burn off steam a little bit, so I know sure. you know what 's up, but maybe you could talk a little bit about the form. What are you always telling me about when i 'm uh, doing my bad push ups what are you always no, it 's not me about? just
1: a bad push up it 's just what are you trying to get out of that particular push up because as you mentioned. There are different ways to put your hands to get a different result. Back, shoulders, chest, triceps, core. Um, what I find is that you just can't simply drop down and do a push-up uh, and not hurt yourself if you're not cognizant of what you're supposed to do. So, you know, there there's lots of YouTube videos out there by a lot of personal trainers. One thing I always like to do is make sure my elbows are in. I think I mentioned I'm getting older. By getting older, the shoulders are probably one of the first things to go. And so in that area, you have you know all of those tendons and ligaments and muscles that are suspect, especially if you tweak them, a bad shoulder. I had one many moons ago, and uh, you can still hear the uh, wreckage in the shoulder when I rotate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, from playing a lot of ball back in the day. So, again, when you get down, you, you get yourself prepared. Now, what I would say, not to add another plug in, maybe we'll talk about the benefits of this down the line, but I like to do a plank in between a set of push ups to build on the core. Because cool. if your core is weak and you try to do these push ups right from the ground up, you're not gonna benefit as much. So if you can add a plank in every 10 push-ups, if that's your goal, don't feel bad about putting your knees down and using something uh, a little more assisted when it comes to doing a pushup, nothing wrong with that, and then build up to some of these other ones. I mean, looking at some of these, I mean, you have to be a real athlete to do some of these types of exercises, at least on a routine. Uh, you talked about the one in here. What Was it called Steve? The flying push-up. The flying push-up. Yeah. So I mean, that's you know, that's something that really someone worked up to that.
2: Yeah, I had to rename it the dying push-up because that's how it made me feel when I did it. It was not a good thing for my back. <laughs> so 1%. it is percent. It is
1: a challenge. It's it's funny to watch some people do it because you know I I I I did I did like going to the gym for this other reason. It was to watch what not to do mm. because seeing I people do get miss down. That. And do a push up and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. hey fella, you need to, you need to straighten that up. You're going to hurt you or me. So it's just something to think about, you know, when it comes to that. So to your point, you know, I don't, I don't correct the person simply just to tell someone what they're doing, but better. It's a safety thing. Um, Don't want to see anyone get hurt. I Mm -hmm. enjoy fitness. Fitness is supposed to benefit the body, not damage the body. So that's uh, that's why you'll see me correct you on an everyday basis, Steve.
2: Yeah, I mean, the basic, basic point of what uh, Robert's flaming me over is that if you keep your elbows tucked in tight to your uh, sides during your push-ups, you get a better targeting of your triceps. The further out you flare your elbows, the more the workout targets your chest. But the, if you go out too far, it puts uh, an inordinate amount of strain on the anterior shoulder capsule, which is what can, you know, create that injury there, so um, very good recommendations to our listeners, Robert. Um, So if I encourage anybody, I know I already said it, do your 25 push-ups a day. I know one of the guys that listens to our podcast, his name is Matt. He's been listening. He sent a little uh, comment back to us. He actually picked up the 25 push-up challenge. He finished all of them. I think he had to take a little break in there because of a similar issue that I was having, I think, but he finished all 25 of his days, and he loved it, and uh, nice. Maybe he'll be able to throw a comment out there one of these days, and Tell us what he thought, and we'll share it. Excellent.
0: Sounds awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for covering that for us. So we'll go ahead and take another quick break, and then we'll come back and talk about our last and final topic for this podcast. Stay tuned.
2: All right, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, We're going to move here into our final segment. We're going to talk about something disgusting, which might be your home gym. So Robert's going to tell us a little bit more about the importance of cleanliness, cleaning, and uh, all those types of things as it relates to your home gym. So, Robert, uh, let's get it cleaned up around here. <laughs> mm.
1: I love these subjects um, only because the title of the article is What, Emily? Do you remember?
0: Kill the bacteria invaders lurking in your equipment.
1: Yes. So, first and foremost, oh, uh. if you told me that there is a an exercise bike has 79 times more bacteria than a water faucet. Barf. Look. And that's your home exercise bike. Mm. So um, to be real with everyone listening, you know, cleaning your home gym may have been just taking a dry towel and wiping your sweat off, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's nothing more to it than that, right? It's my sweat. Why bother? Right. You enjoy working your own sweat, don't you, Emily? My
0: favorite.
1: Right, Steve? All the time. All the time. I sweat on purpose. I'm sweating right now. It brings something to the home gym. But with all seriousness, there is some risk to that for your health. So, for instance, uh, the article was telling us you know, when you go out, you touch everything, you bring whatever germs you may have touched throughout your day home, add that to whatever your family touched that you came in contact with, and now it is coming through the sweat in your body, makes contact with your equipment, finds its way in the crevices. And so when you pick up that free weight, Emily, Ugh. what can you tell us about the cleanliness of a free weight?
0: So I think we said this last podcast. But definitely I bears sh-
1: repeating
2: that. I
0: definitely can't get it out of my head. I will never forget it that it, um, free weights have 362 times more bacteria than a public toilet. And it just said that, you know, no one thinks about wiping down free weights, especially if they're your own. Um, And then that's the, gym equipment has the perfect conditions for all that nasty stuff to just grow.
1: Exactly. So let's talk about our sweat.
0: Let's do it.
1: Our sweat is compromised. excuse me, comprised of water, salts, and acids that are extremely corrosive. Mm -hmm. So besides the fact that your sweat and germs will find their way onto the flat surfaces of your equipment, when you push them with that dry towel or maybe you even go as far as maybe a disinfectant wipe and you push it into those crevices of the seat pad or the cross member for your heart rate say on your treadmill those germs stay within those crevices for however long but if they have your sweat also combined with those germs now you're talking about the corrosiveness that wears and tears on your equipment and that's what we're really concerned about is you we we already mentioned your health and the fact that you could get very sick it, i think the article even alluded to And it said that the bacteria that we come in contact with on a daily basis found, all right, let me read this real quick. The sweaty, moist, and warm conditions that surround gym equipment, especially at home without proper air conditioning. So holler to all the guys out there working out in their garages and the perfect breeding grounds of bacteria when spread, these bacteria can cause pneumonia, meningitis, rashes, and ear, eye, and respiratory infections.
0: Mm-hmm. So mm. Very gross. You know,
1: we're excited to help people build their home gym, but you got to maintain it from a cleanliness standpoint so that you don't get sick, and I alluded to the corrosiveness now what about dust, Emily? How bad can dust be to a piece of equipment?
0: Well, I didn't even think about this, but it just really does talk about how um how important it is to dust and, and vacuum around your equipment because especially like things like a treadmill, it'll just absorb all that all that dust into your treadmill or your other cardio pieces. And then um it just sits there and accumulates and it's not good for the equipment and in fact it said that your exercise equipment used regularly it could last around seven to 12 years but if you're not taking care of it meaning cleaning off the sweat and cleaning up the dust that it could have a way shorter lifespan
1: we've seen that you've seen that that's why people call us right they're having issues and these are ways to prevent some of those issues. So, talking about a dust, what I think people don't realize is that a lot of home exercise equipment advertises the fact that they're maintenance free, right? So, maintenance free to you may mean, oh, I don't have to do anything to the equipment. So, you know, from a guy who's been in the business for a long time, I do take offense to the whole maintenance free thing because it, it is true. You don't have to maintain it in the sense of lubricating a walking belt, but you definitely have to stay on top. Of cleaning it. If you don't clean the dust from areas that have lubrication, like a walking belt or a worm gear for your incline, that dust will create such a binding effect, either the drag on your walking belt, or like I mentioned, the binding effect on your incline motor, that it will have to work twice as hard to lift the motor because of that. And then of course you talk about, you know, the rust, and other areas that uh, could be of concern to the
2: equipment. So, Your we nice, quiet treadmill could turn into uh, a freight train in your living room as well. Right. turn Yeah. And, that, and that's,
1: again, these are avoidable things. But, um, you know, one more point about this, because, again, we're trying to share this information so that you, the user... Uh, can enjoy your equipment. It's an investment, as Emily mentioned, and you want it to last a long time. But it's also about using the proper chemicals. Years ago, I did a YouTube about the various chemicals that are used on equipment in the fitness industry and to use the proper uh, cleaning, proper lubrications on your equipment. For instance, it mentions one particular uh, chemical that can cause premature degradation of your equipment, that you need to avoid bleach and hydrogen peroxide as they can rub off the machine and onto your skin, causing rashes and irritation. Mm -hmm. So you have to use the right uh, kind of stuff so that your equipment benefits from it and your person benefits from it so you don't damage your own physical health. So we talked about it, it's disgusting, but it is our home gym. But uh, take a moment, get in there, clean it up. It can be saved. It's not too late, people. You can save your equipment. But it would be good to get out there, especially as much as we're all using it. And uh, I can't help but think that one point about proper airflow in your gym. We always like to have something moving around in our gym when it comes to airflow. Because if it doesn't, you can almost sense that dirt and bacteria (laughs) in the facility so and i think that's why gyms have the big fans because you don't want to stop that airflow because it's not it's not good for your health to breathe that stuff in so that's what i had yeah kill that bacteria people
2: i'm sending a quick note to our social media manager to make sure that we share the um the video that you guys made about cleaning your home equipment we can repost that as a follow-up to this article I mean, a podcast will post it on Monday, and then we'll share the articles as well as the video that you guys have already created about your cleaning products. And I think it should be a good uh, good resource. Yeah, I yeah, agreed. I already did all the hard work, guys. Just let them show you what to do. <laughs> hey, doing it for a long time. So
1: that's it on this part, people. Anything else to share with our folks out there?
2: Yeah, 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 I do. I have one thing to share with you guys Uh-oh. before I leave. If I share with you, I mean y'all are going to share your answers okay, with me. Okay, here we go. Friday trivia, new segment guys. Emily,
0: what's 15 times?
2: We're going to do this. We're going to do this guys every day. I'm going to come up with a uh nothing crazy. Just a quick little trivia thing and I'm going to keep track over the course of our episodes which one of you guys is winning out on this trivia. So, great. I feel like it's
1: uh it's a Sunday and it's Fox NFL and they're choosing <laughs> the winner of the game and they a guy can dream he? Right? <laughs> Please. No, so
2: look, we're going to go into it here. There is a well-known powerlifting athlete. He's an actor. He's been in lots of things. He's a real big guy. Um, he just recently, this past May, he broke the world deadlift record. His name is Thor Bjornsson, and I wanted to ask you guys, multiple choice, A, B, or C, is the record that he set for the world record for the deadlift, was it 497 kilograms? Was it 499 kilograms? Or was it 501 kilograms? Emily?
0: 501 kilograms.
2: Emily says 501. That's what I'm taking because I'm pretty sure it was 1,000 pounds. It's not. (laughs) But you guys were right. It's not 1,000 pounds. You guys did get the right answer, though. It was 501 kilograms, which is outrageous. Check the video out. This guy is a monster. (laughs) But it is actually about 1,104 Pounds. Oh, so I was off by hundred and one pounds. Okay, so make I mean considering sure you write I don't down, even think I could even deadlift right. hundred and four pounds. That's a pretty thing <laughs> <laughs> <different>. <laughs> Okay, mark it down. We got that both
0: right. Yeah, Thank yeah. You very
2: so you know much. what? Uh, I'm canceling this segment since you guys both got it right. So you'll never hear this again. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'll have something better next week for everybody. It's gonna be more difficult. I kinda came up with that one on a whim. What's his nickname? Half Thor Half Thor Björnson. Now that's his name. Half Thor? Half his- Thor? Is his first name is Half Thor. Oh. Half Thor? Half Thor. <laughs> but what is his... They call him something else. Um, not full Thor. It's Half well, Thor. <laughs> no, so the, so the, the, the article that I read that showed this video. So he's from a well-known TV show that I'm not trying to re- mention because I don't necessarily recommend it for all viewerships. But oh. he, he goes by a character name of The Mountain, I think That's is what you're it. talking That's about. That's That's what I was thinking of. Um, you know, so I know him from powerlifting. And uh, he's a huge... Big massive guy, but he does go by the name The Mountain for a reason. So check the video out; it's pretty impressive. The bar when he's lifting this thing looks like it is under siege. So it is; uh, it's pretty impressive. So we're going on a long way here, though, guys. So we're going to wrap it up um, unless you guys have anything else that you'd like yeah, to I say.
1: I actually, you know, I used to watch the strongman competitions it's on cool, ESPN.
2: They're pretty cool. We're going to, th- you know, what I might do a. Strongman future segment on strongman lifting. I, I love when the guys, guys like
1: like all they can do is like pull the car with their neck. It's pretty cool.
2: They get these uh the, the, the big the concrete or whatever it is that material those stones that they carry and they just look so so heavy. Yeah. Grip training I heard for these guys is like everything. It's yes. like probably the most important thing that they do, they say. So uh yeah. But we'll talk about that a little bit down the line. I think that's a pretty cool segment for later on, yeah?
0: Gives me time to look it up, so yeah.
2: You're only, what, uh, 1,102 pounds away from his record, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No. So I think uh, unless everybody has anything else to say, uh, keep on listening. Stay healthy and stay fit.
1: Yes, have a great weekend. We hope to get back to you next week.